0: This episode is brought to you by, by Joe, what the fuck was that? This episode is brought to you by Jewish people. Um, I, that's it. That's brought to you by the, by Jewish people. Sometimes I feel like, I feel like they don't get enough credit and I really want to give them, want to give all the Jews out there a little bit of credit today. Throw them a bone. I think it's fair that we all do that once in a while. Um, so that's, that's it. Um, before I get into today's episode, though, I want to explain to you the, the, I think the title of this episode is going to be called The Struggles of 2019, and, just a quick disclaimer, okay? This is a fucking comedy podcast. I'm a, I'm a f- kind of a funny guy. You know, I try to be at least. And let's take this all with a grain of salt. These aren't actual struggles, right? There are people in the world that have fucking d- diseases that kill them at a young age. Or their parents are dead. Or, you know, they've gone through some fucking real life terror shit. There are people that have are born with a missing limb, or blind, or you know headless, maybe. Well, probably not that. But there are people that have really gone through shit out there. Wheelchairs, diseases, losing loved ones. Their spouse died. Their son was killed. You know, kidnapped, like lost. All of that. Those are real struggles. That's real life. Like you need stress to or you don't need stress. You were going to feel stressed out if you get there. And that's what that's like what stress is put in our bodies for. And that's what we're supposed to we're supposed to feel stress when we're fucking our lives are in danger or someone we love is in danger. Everything else is like some pussy ass fucking first world problem spoiled bitch shit, right? Just to be real. Like I call these the struggles of 2019. What I'm going to talk about is like going to therapy you know, getting hurt by a girl, uh, by business going bad, losing a couple thousand dollars, shit like that. Um, and I just want you to know that like, I know these aren't real struggles. These are like my struggles for this year, but regardless, I'm thankful for my life. I'm thankful for all of these things that I thought were struggles. Um, and I know that that people have had it a lot worse. And that's just what I want to say before I get into this, because we, we always forget, sometimes I get upset about something, and then I'm like, hey, there's someone fucking dying right now, and I'm bitching because, like, my sheets are stained. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Um, or I bitch about a lot of things. Uh, but I just want you to know that I, just to remain a little humble here for all of us, it's not, it's not that fucking bad, alright? We're, we're people living on the earth, and we could walk and talk and eat food and, you know, afford some, some things in life, that's, that's, fucking it, that's all you really need, all right, um, so now to get on with my first world little pussy ass problems, this year, okay, last year I did like a best of 2018, and it was all about, I sold this shoe, I did this, I met this guy, I did this thing, and it was very cool, very flexy, very humble braggy shit, which is cool, and I do enjoy doing that, but, this, you know, that's like what Instagram's for. That's what Snapchat's for. You kind of like us, like as people, we kind of do that all the time, right? Um, so rather than being like, I fucking met Kendra Lust, I, w- I want to do the opposite. I want to talk about the shittiest parts of my year just so you, so I could shine light on the fact that as cool as it may seem, uh, I, I like to do this often. As cool as it may seem, you know, it's not always fucking... It's not always sunshine and rainbows, okay? Even though I'm very healthy and I'm very good and like I'm not, these aren't serious problems. This is just the worst highlights of my life uh, this year. So obviously this year, I want to start off by saying that the beginning of this year, I was I was dressing more of like blue jeans, fucking flannels that were different colors and, you know, Yeezys or Jordans. And as I close out this year, I have a lot of like black stuff, and like my nails are painted different colors, and I'm using a lot of rings, a lot of accessories, a lot of belt, fucking chain, loop shit, uh, two inch high boots, and and now I have a tattoo of a fucking dead pigeon on my on my arm. It's easy to look at someone that's done that and been like, what's going on? You know, something went wrong here in this person's life this year. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying it has. I think that this year has been a a big self-growth year for me. I think everybody, especially in our our age, it's easy to, or our generation, it's really easy to worry about what other people think of you. And it doesn't mean that you're faulted. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're a piece of shit. It doesn't even mean that you're weak-minded. It's like, you live in a world where you're constantly checking up on other people, like swiping through Instagram and Twitter. You're constantly hearing about, this person went here, this person did this, this person got a job, this person got a new car, she's going to her dream fucking place, and you're just getting fed that shit all day, to your eyes and your ears. Meanwhile, your cousins or your extended family, they're telling you about what they're doing because you're family. You know, they tell you. Then your brothers are doing shit, and then you're like it's all in your face of what everybody's fucking doing okay friends family whatever ex-girlfriends ex-boyfriends ex-friends whatever it is so when stuff like that is like constantly in your face it's really easy to get lost and start comparing yourself to other people, which could really, really fuck your ego up. And it could fuck your confidence levels up. It could fuck up your happiness. It could fuck up your self-worth, your feeling of self-worth. So, uh, you know, it's very easy to like get sucked into that and then start being like, okay, well, I made an apple fritter today. I better post it online so people know that I'm doing good. And like, it sounds funny, but it's like, that's what happens. And then you're like, well, if I start working out, then people will see that I'm doing good. So then you start posting about your workouts or girls post about their workout videos. And this is deep, man. So open your fucking brain up before you get pissed off at me because it might cater to you. Like, listen, okay. Um, you know, then you start posting things like pictures of food or things that you, you did working out things that you made, uh, You know, you're posting a video that you bought someone something to show off the fact that you're really nice. Things I've done, I've played part in all of these, or posting pictures of money, whatever your thing is. I don't do that on Instagram. It's not my flex, but everybody does it, you know, and I've seen it plenty of times. Um, So you start doing these things to get validation from other people so you could feel like you fit in because everybody else is doing good in your head and now you're doing good in your head too. But meanwhile, you're setting aside like the things that really matter to you. You might really love drawing, right? But now because everybody's fucking checking up on you and making sure that you know that they're doing good. Now you kind of put aside your, the thing that you love to show off things that you don't really love, but like you're just showing them off, like to stay in it. I don't know why. Uh, It's really hard to explain, but I hope some of you guys understand what I'm saying. I was I felt at the beginning of this year that I was getting a little bit sucked into that. And I wasn't posting pictures of money. I wasn't posting fucking workout videos. I, I didn't stop doing things that I loved. I stayed in my own lane of like, I sell fucking sneakers. I do interviews. I meet people and it's dope. But I felt like the reason why I was doing it was, was more so... Like it didn't, I didn't feel so passionate doing all of it. I felt more of like, I have to do this because then I could post it and then people will see and then I'll get the more followers and then, and that's fucked. Like once you get there, you're fucked, you know? Uh, So at the beginning of this year, I was doing great financially. I was doing great with meeting people, exposure, followers, all that. I was at a steady incline on like podcast listeners and all that and I could have like kept going. I could have kept meeting people, kept doing trips. But I slowly realized January, February, March. Like March was like, when I knew that like I had to get my shit figured out um, because I went on like I've explained this before, but I'm gonna go over it. I went on that trip to Vegas. Uh, I was talking to a girl that was really crazy about shit. Didn't go well. I came home and I and I looked back at my trip and I was like, I just went to Vegas. And hung out with like a fighter. And got to go to this fight. And got a picture with him and everything. And like I was upset the whole time. And that was like okay. So this work shit isn't making me happy. Is basically what I realized. Then I went to New York. uh, In April. And I was like not that fucking satisfied. And like dope shit was happening. I did like the Elvis Duran show. Which was awesome. And I remember just coming back being like. I, I was super hyped about it. But I wasn't like, fuck yeah. I wasn't like, so I wasn't as happy as you should have been. You should be like grateful, thankful, happy for that for like a year. And I was like, I felt it for like a couple of weeks, and then I was like, okay, now I got to do more. And that there's one thing that's admirable about that because it's like you want to keep going and you want to fucking really like knock things down. But at the same time, you're lowering your bar of happiness. So. Long story short, I've explained that a couple episodes ago, so I don't have to get into that. So now, uh, I find myself at this like crossroad of, like, I want to do this career shit. I know I can make a name for myself. People care about me out there. People are a fan of me. But at the same time, shit's going on back at home. I got someone really close to me that's doing drugs, that's fucking with my head every day. My family life is like a little... Stretched out in the beginning of last year or this year, it was. Um, and I didn't feel like I was connecting with people a lot. A, a lot of my friends, I was seeing them like do all this shit. And a lot of my friends, like I don't mean this in a shitty way, but a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram that are like from high school, they're kind of all doing the same shit. So it doesn't really make me feel jealous of them, it makes me feel just disconnected from them because we're not in the same field. Literally, like, that's how I'm gonna explain it. It doesn't mean that anyone's better than anyone else. It's just, like, they're doing something that I wouldn't want to do. So, I felt like all these people in my life, like, how the fuck could I have friends if that's all? Like, they smoke weed and I don't. How could we be friends? Like, I felt like that, but with everything. It could literally be like they went to a baseball game, and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not friends with him anymore. Like, that's how much of a bitch I am. I know it's so dumb, but... When you feel like alone and when you feel like disconnected from everybody, it's actually fucked because you you are looking to be disconnected. You know, if I'm sitting here telling myself every day, like, I feel like I have no friends, I feel like I'm disconnected from everybody, I feel like I can't relate, that's all that I'm looking for. So now, every time someone does one little thing that I don't like, I'm going to blow it out of proportion because that's literally like you're going to find what you're looking for. If I told myself every day, like these people are unique. They're awesome. They do their own thing. They could open my mind up to other things. When they went to a baseball game, I might be more inclined to be like, Hey, we should go together. I want to check that out rather than being like, Whoa, man, no friend zone here. You know what I mean? Does anybody fucking relate to that? Um, so all of that leads into me starting to go to therapy and I wanted, this is like a, I don't know what this is, a story time fucking podcast episode. Uh, so now I start going to therapy, which I looked at therapy, like, let's take a step back really quick. I explained, like, I used to be such a positive, happy person that, like, if something bad would go wrong, I would just be like, whatever, fuck them, like, fuck this person, erase them out of my life, and then it doesn't matter. And then I keep doing what makes me happy. Or something like a friend would get in an argument, I would literally, there was a time, I don't know if I've said this before, there was a time where me and my girlfriend were fighting, like breakup style fighting, this was in senior year, and um, she was like crying, this is so shitty, like I feel bad now saying this, uh, but she was like crying, okay, and she's texting me like, I love you so much, please don't break up with me, like blah blah, sending me paragraphs and paragraphs, I said to, Oh God, I sent her back (laughs) a fucking video of, you know, like the, the cinnamon, what the fuck is it called? The Apple Jacks commercial where he says like, here I am. Wait, what the fuck does he say? Something like I am cinnamon. And this, the cinnamon stick guy says that and it's a little jingle and they're like running. I sent her a video of that in response to like, her paragraph of how she doesn't want to break up with me and how I was breaking her heart. I responded that and that was fucking it for like three days and I was dying laughing and like that's just how I was like that was my that was my mentality you know I didn't fu- I didn't care like I just nothing and then my brothers they would be like really upset some days and really going through some shit and like crying and like going through stuff and i would be like guys like stop being pussies like it's fine and they'd be like no man like we're up we're i'm we're fucking depressed like i'm going through shit and i would be like you're just like forget about it it, it wouldn't even make sense to me cuz i would be like hey just for drop it forget about it fucking go make 20 bucks like you'll be fine and it, i just didn't understand the the emotions that they would feel. And I and they would say, like, we have a chemical imbalance in our brain, which I do still think is a little... a little much. But when they would try to exp- explain, like, anxiety or depression to me, uh, I would just be like, that's stupid. I would literally be like, that's dumb. Like, you guys are dumb for th- feeling sad. And then, little did I fucking know, come 2019, I was going to feel some of that shit. And, and then I was like, okay... I am upset and I can't get rid of this fucking thing I'm thinking about. A lot of the times it had to do with like that loneliness thing or directionless, feeling directionless, like wanting things for my future but not knowing how I'm gonna set them up and like and the other thing is yeah, a lot of people following me and like all this like shit that I'm trying to do it sets a bar of like if I don't get X amount of listeners, I would fucking be like, oh my God, I'm gonna be a loser, I'm gonna be homeless. Or if I didn't meet with someone, I would think that my life was shit. Um, So a lot of it I was doing, it wasn't for a healthy reason. So now I started going to therapy and uh, I went to like, I did like 10 sessions um, from like, I don't know, September to last month. And therapy was normally something that I'd be like, you're dumb if you go to therapy. Like you're paying someone that you don't know to give a fuck about you just because you're paying them. Like, give me 50 bucks. I'll pretend that I give a shit. That's, like, kind of what a lot of people think about therapy. Um, Usually, those people haven't gone. So, you know, take that for what it is. Like, I could sit here and be like, chocolate donuts are fucking so bad. But then I never have tried one. So, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, I went to therapy for the first time and I fucking bawled my eyes out. Because we got into, like, very quickly... I told him I wanted to start off like the fucking first years of my life and like kind of run him through a, like a, what's it called? Chronological time lapse of my fucking life throughout a story. So I did all that and I started figuring out little things about myself. Okay. Now here are some of my struggles that I've dealt with, which aren't struggles by the way, but my first world struggles. I'm, I have OCD, like pretty fucking weirdly OCD. Um, I always need certain things to be like. Here's a few examples. If I like put down. If I put something down on a table, I need it to be like centered, right? It has to be centered in the table. If I put like my fork and knife down, I need them to be like straight with an inch in between. And if I put a fucking spoon there, they have to be like an inch in between each. If I fucking. Put things on a countertop, I need them to be like very organized, like from the top right to the top left, and then down, and that that's how it is. If I get my right hand wet on one spot of my hand, I need to get my left hand wet on the same spot. Like if someone splashes water on my hand, I will fucking freak out because it's not even in my body. Weird psychotic shit. Okay? Um there's a lot of them, dude. Like, I don't know. I have weird things of like how I put my clothes on. I put them in a certain way. Uh, I I take a shower in a certain fucking way. And I dry myself off in a very organized, like head to toe, each leg first, one arm, then the other. Like a very weird way. But I make sure that it's the same. And if it doesn't go the same way, it ruins my day, like entirely. Or when I start my car, I do a certain fucking little thing and with my seat and like, if I don't do it, my day's fucking ruined. So I have that. And then at the same time, which is a fucking shout out to my dad, but I am a tad bit of a germaphobe. Uh, and it, that's increased a lot this year. Like I used to make fun of my dad for putting towels down on the floor in hotels because like he didn't want to get his feet on the carpet and then go to bed because it's so dirty. I used to make fun of him for that shit. And then like this year when I was in the fucking hotel room, I woke up and there was 12 towels on the floor and I was like, am I fucking seriously doing this right now? And I would bring a uh, plastic bag to put my remote control in. I would like the towels, if the towels touched like the bar that they put it on, I would f- kind of freak me out. I don't know. There's a lot of things that I would just, I would freak out about. As my therapist started learning these things, he was like, okay, listen, here's why you fucking do this. This is his theory of why I'm a germaphobe, why I have OCD. And he basically told me that like, you don't really have control in your fucking life, man. You really don't. He kind of said like, you do a lot of things that are awesome and you're a hustler and you're fucking awesome at working hard, but you don't have control over that. Like you don't, you're not making like salaries and then like going on these meetings and scheduling them to to make more money and then coming home to your own house and like figuring your own shit out. Like I don't have a hand on my life yet. I'm kind of just doing shit with a hope that it goes good. And he said, like doing that for so long leaves you like feeling controlless and like you're not, you don't have control and shit. And since I was a kid, with my parents fighting a lot, not not a lot, with my parents fighting once in a while and uh, kind of being more alone as a kid because my brothers were more together than I was, I never felt like I had control over shit ever, like ever as a kid. Um, and I even as a kid, like when I was like fucking eight years old, I was so like organized and clean. I remember all my Christmas gifts I got one year. And it was like, you're a, I was a kid, and my mom went hard as fuck, and so did my dad. And I got a lot of gifts, and I, like, organized them all on my dresser. Like, but perfectly, like, stood them up, like, ascending in size. Like, the big gifts were in the back, and then the little ones. And I, like, put all of them up there. I remember my mom coming my, into my room and being like, "You, why did you do that? I was like, F- I don't fucking know. Get out of my room. Like, I, I just, like, I had to do it. And my uncle, or my grandfather bought me all these colognes and I like organized them in like color coordination and like which scent was which. And I would just do shit like that. So my therapist was telling me from uh, the, from when I was a kid, I didn't feel like I had control in my life and I couldn't control the people around me. Even if it was one day out of every year that my mom was screaming or my dad was yelling or pissed off or my brothers were fucking ignoring me, uh, my like go-to thing to like help me feel better was like go to clean my room or go organize shit or go like make sure my bed's made and like make sure my room is vacuumed. I would clean my brother's rooms for them and I would make them food. Like I would do that type of shit when I was like eight years old. My brothers are fucking 15 and 18 and 12 and I'm like eight years old being their little bitch. So, but... It was because, like, now I know that I made them food and, like, they're taken care of. Or I know that, like, their room is clean and I don't have to worry about it anymore. And my room's clean and I don't have to worry about it. And you don't fucking have to worry about that. And Nobody worries about that. Nobody worried about my fucking bed being made. You know what I mean? My brother wasn't sitting there in his room being like, Oh my god, I hope Ange cleans his fucking bedroom. But I would do that. So... Uh, The reason why I have those fucking things, I've literally believed this theory, is because when I am stressed out, when I'm depressed, when I'm feeling fucking down, in very minor ways though, it doesn't mean like only when I'm mad will I clean my room. Like every day, if something goes wrong, subconsciously I'm like making sure something looks right or like fixing the towels in my bathroom or like cleaning my car for fun Or even at work, I like organize all the fucking things behind the counter of the register. Um, I do it. I think I do it because it's like a control freak problem. And if I don't have a handle on my family or my friends or my girlfriend or I'm worried about something, that fucking does it for me, which I guess it could be a, I don't know if that's a good thing to recommend for people out there that feel directionless I don't know. Go fucking clean some shit next time you're upset. Because believe it or not, I I mean, hey, it helps. It does... It's a progressive way of... Or not progressive. Oh, I guess it is. It's a productive way of dealing with stress. Like, it's In my mind, it's better than going to get fucked up or, like, smoking weed because I, I can't take the fucking... People ask me why I smoke weed. Dude, my brother, his fucking room is so dirty. I just can't do this. Like... It's better than that, right? It's better than like turning to drugs or alcohol, especially for my fucking stupid reasons. So, that's that. Um, that's kind of what I learned this year, and that's even though it doesn't, it like applies to my whole entire life. But I didn't realize a lot of this shit until twenty fucking nineteen. So there was that. Uh, I also one of the dumbest fucking things I could ever do, and I I want to I want to like really push this. If you get any chance to go on a trip, on a vacation with your family, on a fucking road trip with your friends for two days, literally if you get a chance to go anywhere that you don't go often, like shut your fucking phone off and pay attention and really be there. And I don't give a fuck what's happening at home. If you left 400 miles from home, leave all the shit that you're dealing with at home four miles away. Just kidding. 400 miles away. Um, because I fucked myself with that stuff. Like not only Vegas and New York, even earlier or later this year, I went to Michigan and I was like fucking being a little pussy. And I remember my friends being like, hey man, get off your fucking phone. And I was like texting my girlfriend, like worrying about shit and nope. Like the right answer would have been to text my girlfriend and be like, hey, I got, I'm going to fucking hang out with my friends. I'll text you when I can. That's it. Like, I'm not mad at you, I'm not fucking upset, but I need to, like, not worry right now about this shit. And it's not her fault, it's my fault for worrying in the first place. But if it's easier for me to not worry, but to just not text people, then that's what I gotta do. Um, This year, I, I have a few trips planned already, that I plan on, like, when I'm in Vegas, I'm fucking in Vegas. When I'm in, I'm going to Ohio, actually, in March, to see Cody Garbrandt's fight, uh, and probably hang out with him a little bit, and if you guys are gonna be there, if anybody, I know I have some MMA fans that listen, if anybody's going to that fight, I would love to meet up with you, just wanted to throw that out there, but I have, like, when I'm in Ohio, I'm not fucking worrying about shit that's going on in Illinois, I don't give a fuck about what it is, unless, like, my mom's, like, or my dad is, like, in the hospital or some shit, uh, then I'll worry, but if it's something dumb, When you travel, when you're with your friends, I want to really, let's, let's do a collective kicks and giggles, friends and family. Let's all really tune in when we're with people and when we're fucking out, because that's, that's a big thing. Going out with your family and just like sitting on your phone like this, which I never try to be that person, but I have seen that a little bit more of myself in this year. Uh, Fuck being that person. I hate that. Like, don't do that. Please. I get if you're on your phone, like, for a couple minutes, but the whole time, let's fucking tune in, guys. This year, 2020, let's fucking open our goddamn eyes and and really live in the moment. Um, That's kind of that. I spent a lot of time thinking. Oh, I had my last weed phase. I don't know if you guys remember. There was a couple episodes where I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking try getting high again. I think it was around... Oh, maybe it was around April because I think it was around the 420 episode that I like bought edibles and I was like, fuck it. And I was doing CBD a lot, which I still stand by CBD because that shit helped my back aches and my leg aches and all that. Um, But that was my last weed phase. Uh, I'm not a fucking fan of weed. And this year, part of me trying to figure out who the fuck I am, I had to like give it a last shot of like, okay, I got to fucking get high again, see if I like it. And I tried it and I was like ordering like pre-rolls and they were like, it was like a lighter strain of weed. It was not as high in uh, THC, but I definitely like smoked a little bit this year. And it was like, fuck that. And officially like, fuck that. So not like not going back. I tried it again and again. I stopped for years. Then I tried it again. Not a fan of it. Um. What else did I do this year? I fucking yeah. I, I really just figured out a lot about who I am. Oh, one thing I was gonna say about me wearing this is like so late about me wearing different clothes and all that. People don't, f- especially my mom. My mom really likes to forget the fact that when I was younger, my favorite movie was Monster House and Disturbia. Like these are my all. Like we make jokes about it, me and my brothers. Uh, when I was like eight years old, I loved like scary shit and I really liked Coraline as a kid and Coraline was pretty fucking scary. I mean, I was a little bit older then, but I also, I played fear. If you know the game fear one and two with the little girl with the fucking, like, she looks like the grudge girl kind of. I always liked scary shit since I was, like, fucking seven years old. And when I was a kid, I played the drums. I loved rock music. I learned Slipknot songs when I was ten years old. Like, people don't like to – my family likes to pretend that I was some goody two-shoes little bitch. And then they're like, why are you dressing so weird? Or my mom will say that. And, like, what's going on? Something The other day, I, I wore cropped pants. Like, you know cropped pants. They, like, go up to your calf or mid-calf. And these Doc Martin boots, which I have behind me to to show, these like big black Doc Martin boots. And I walk in the door to my mom's house and she's like, no, something's not right, Ange. And I was like, mom, what? Like, what is it? And she's like, I don't like how you're dressing. It's just different. Something's different about you. And I was like, okay, do you want me to fucking leave then? Like, what? I'm sorry. And then she's like, it's just, it's not you. I don't think that's you, Ange. I don't think it is. Well, it fucking is. So, sorry. Sorry, Mom. And uh, then we left. But, yeah, I mean, let's not forget. And I have pictures of, like, 2005 my or 2008. Uh, My school picture, I have like a chain on. I have a black fucking shirt with like this this big logo on it. I had these black wristbands. I had tape on my hands. I had like this fucking very serious like mad look. I fucking tried to be goth when I was younger and it didn't work. And I guess I'm just attempting it again. It's It's not goth though. It's just a darker approach to fashion. I actually follow women's fashion more than I follow men's. If you look at like what's popular right now with women, Doc Martens are big and like for men it's probably like, no not Yeezys, all men it's probably like Nike dad shoes and fuck that and like skinny jeans are probably a little bit more with women, whatever, you know, and a lot of this is figuring out myself and figuring out like I feel like when I approach someone this way and I see how they react to me, it, it it just gives me like a, it breaks this barrier of trying to get to know this person, because if you walk up to someone with painted nails, and fucking, like, looking very, not very different, but looking different than your average person, and they instantly pick out something about you that they don't like, or if they, like, say, like, what the fuck is with your nails, faggot, um, from me, from the person that has his nails painted, it lets me look at that person and be like, I um, probably don't want to get to know that person. You know, a little judgmental, kind of closed-minded, kind of a piece of shit. Uh, like if he's, if he's never seen this before and if he's like not ready to deal with that, that's fine. I'm not ready to like talk to someone like that. It kind of raised my level of like finding people that are in a similar realm of comfortability in themselves and others as I am. Does that make sense? If you walk up to a, a a gay person and they wear are wearing a shirt that says I'm gay, I would walk up to that person and be like, Hey, what's up? Like cool shirt. You know what I mean? I would, I would, there would be nothing that's bad about that encounter, but there are plenty of people in this world, unfortunately, that would walk up to that person and like give them hate or like fucking give them a dirty look or whatever. That's just two type of people. So I'm sure that the gay person or whatever the person is, whatever they want to be called, sorry if I'm labeling them negatively, um, I'm sure that they would appreciate someone like me. They came up to them and was like, hey, tell me about your fucking story. How are you doing today? Like treated them like a very equal person rather than going up to them and be like, what the fuck is with your shirt? Why is there so many colors, dude? You know what I mean? You catch my fucking drift. So... There's part of it is like I'm I'm rekindling this love for rock music and dressing dark like when I was a kid, um, as well as like scary shit and all of that. I'm kind of really embracing a darker side of my fucking head that I've always had, and at the same time I'm flexing it a little bit more with my look uh, to identify with a fucking. Certain level of awake people in the world. That's kind of it. Um, so, th- I mean, they're not really struggles. I just kind of wanted to take you through this year that I've had. And I know that it seems cool online. And I tried to make my Instagram a little less flex fuck and a little bit more like real. I don't post as much on there. I kind of like, I don't know. I still have to post the shout out from. Like, I still have to post business stuff. So I have to do that shit because it's like, it's just the right thing to do because you have to pay respect to people that help you out. But I I might, I'm thinking about doing like a second Instagram page that's like more personal that I can like just post shit about my life. I think I'm going to do that for 2020. And if I don't like it, and it's literally like, it's not about followers, it's not about fucking. I'm going to be the top page in this fucking state. Like it's not about that. It's just going to be like, I want to post shit for people that give a fuck to like see what's really going on. That way you could get the flexi page and then you could get like a more like real page. And I'm not calling it a finsta because that's dumb. Uh, it's, finsta means fake. And it's not, it's going to be like a rinsta. It's going to be like the real, the more real Instagram than what I have now. So neither one of them is fake. So that's that. I also, is that all my L's? Not my L's. It's just like the struggling 2019 year I had looked at from that perspective. I could, I also could look at this year as a beautiful year. There are plenty of beautiful things that I did, but that's not the title of this episode. Like I could do a highlights video if you guys want me to. If you want the positive, like cool shit that I did of this year, let me know and I'll do that. But I wanted to switch it up. Everybody shows off their best things of the year. Why not glorify the shitty things and then help other people get through shit, right? I also inspired a lot of people this year, which is cool because throughout my shit that I've told on my podcast, like the bad stuff, a lot of people have messaged me and reached out and said like, hey man, when you said this, it really fucking helped me out. Or I was having a bad day and it cheered me up a lot that you listened to that shit. Is awesome, like that's why I like doing more negative stuff sometimes. Not to be like a fucking like downer, but it's just a lot of real stuff when you talk about it, people can relate to it. People can't relate to like, I got on a plane this weekend and fucking went here. Like, not everybody does that, and it's like not that cool that you're telling me that. But if you're like, hey. I also was fucking kind of going through some shit. I also tried therapy like maybe you should too. Maybe you guys are gonna to relate to my directionless like lonely th- story that I told today and or maybe some of you guys have OCD and you're gonna be like, holy fuck, that's a way of looking at it. Maybe, you know and and I'm willing to take that risk for you guys. So aside from my life, this is the sneaker portion of the podcast. And rather than talking about cool sneakers or the best shoes of 2019, I'm going to talk about my struggles with sneakers of this year. Uh, This year, I started off selling pretty strong, like actually really strong. Um, January through April was great. I was doing a lot of pre-orders, a lot of business, a lot of new customers. I probably had 200 orders within four months, which isn't huge, but like for a guy that's just selling shit out of his room. It's pretty good. Maybe 150 orders. But uh, then I fucking... Then I started losing a lot on pairs. For example, the fucking LA to, shy, L.A. to Chicago Retro Ones, the SB pack. I think this was a little bit later in the year. But I had bought those for like 240 and I had like five pairs of them. And I sold them all for $300. I sold a size 8 for 320 Size tens for three hundred bucks flat. Um, I sold a size nine for three twenty, and now they're going for like six hundred bucks. So that sucked. You know that not a big fan of that. So I lost a lot there, or I lost a lot of opportunity to make more. Then there was the trophy room fives. I had two size ten and a halfs in those, and I had them on the podcast. I gave a like uppy closey review. I sold those for twelve hundred bucks, and I think they're at like I I don't even know what they're at. I actually pulled it up. Oh no, I didn't sell some for twelve hundred. I sold them for, I sold them for eight hundred each, and they're at twelve hundred now. So that fucking sucked. I also had a chance at a 9 for fucking 1,200. And that was when they were at 15 and I passed on it. And now they're at 19 in a size 9. So I really fucked up there. I mean, I didn't fuck up there, but like I still made some money. But... I remember buying those at at four and $500, and I bought, like, three pairs, and then just trying to sell them quick to make a few hundred bucks. If I would have just sat on them, I would have made a lot more fucking money. But it doesn't mean that you should always sit on your pairs. Like, this is where I'm back and forth. I do dwell on shit like this because I'm pissed off that I missed out on that extra money. I'm not pissed off about it now. I was pissed off. Um, But, yeah, I also, if you guys know what the Yeezy V2 glows are, I'll bring them up right now. This is a very, like, overlooked pair. Uh, You don't see them on foot a lot. A lot of people don't even fucking wear them. I can't even find a picture of them. Let's see, where are they? These are, like, I don't know. These are, I never see these on foot, ever. Uh, These are the glow... Yeezy 350 V2s, and these are going for like a steady like 400 to $600, depending on the size, I had a chance to pre-order these for $350 each, and I was like, fuck no, like those are ugly shit, nobody's gonna buy them, they look like the Yeebras. they look like the fucking every other lime green pair of shoes, little did I know, they were gonna go for 700 bucks in a size fucking 8 and 9, or whatever, 4 and 5, so... Kind of sucks that I passed on those, but I have to show you guys, like even people that know the game inside and out, like I fuck up too. Uh, I also passed on Travis Scott sixes for $400 each. Now they're at like six, seven, and eight. So yeah. And it's not the first time that I passed on shoes and lost money, but it was the first time that I was like, fuck this, man. Like, I just really felt it more this year because of, like, how hard I was working and a lot of money that I put or that I made from shoes was going right back into, like, traveling. So, I was just like, hey, fuck this shit, dude. Like, if I'm gonna miss out on that money, I need to get a job or some shit. So, yeah. Oh, the last thing that I did, which was so fucking dumb, but it's also not my fault. I had, uh... I had a few plugs the past two years that were like, because I'm more of a middleman. That's what my game is. Like, I have all the customers that I need. I have plenty of followers that will buy my shit when I post it. And I give good prices, better than Flight Club, better than Goat, better than StockX. My problem was that, or there wasn't a problem. My thing was, I have these people that I buy shoes from and I have people that need them. So I buy low and I sell a little bit higher, but not too high. Like I was always comfortable making like 40, 50 bucks per pair and like helping people. And it was very easy for me because it would just be drive 30 minutes, pick them up, ship them out. Like it's a cool, it's a cool job. And like, I am the plug to all of these people. These guys are the plug to me. I have my ins with some stores, but a lot of the times it's like other people helping me out. Or I go to like a, a... group of people, a group text message or email or whatever, and I'll be like, yo, I need this shoe, and they fucking hook me up because they know that I'm a big buyer. I set this whole thing up that's really dope, and I still have that credibility, but um, I fucked up this year because one of my plugs went fucking south and started fucking people over, and I, I put my trust in him still because I didn't want to give up on him. I got fucked over, and he still owes me like pre-orders, from like months ago so I had to like cover up for all these other people so while I was trying to do that I like stopped selling and like since since August I haven't really sold a lot and I haven't been collecting I haven't been doing a lot I like put the whole sneaker game on a halt because I need to like get my shit figured out with all my guys and I need to get this shit figured out with this one guy in particular so yeah I mean the sneaker game fucking took a big L this year for me because I literally stopped doing a lot of it and it, it went hand in hand with my whole self-growth fucking bit and like trying to become happier and becoming like more confident in who I am and bold in my decisions and what I do. Um, it played, it was awesome because it benefited me because now I'm a better person. Like my, as a fucking human being, I'm leveled up by 10 levels. Uh, and my, my financial side might be a little bit down, because I stopped making so much money that I was, but sometimes it's worth trading that to become uh, stronger and to focus on yourself. And it's not a bad idea to like take a fucking week off of work if you can, uh, or in my case because I was freelancing, like take a few months off of work and uh, just do your own thing and focus on your own shit. So for 2020, I hope it goes good. That's all. And we talked last last week about like not doing that whole fucking what's it called new year's resolution we're not big on that right so i hope you guys had a great year and i hope you guys have a great year again next fucking year and it's so weird that we're in 2020 because i feel like there should be flying cars now and there isn't but because i remember looking at 2020 when i was like a little kid and be like dude there should be fucking hoverboards and shit we still haven't figured out how to make a fucking hoverboard isn't that weird like we could find out how to get to space and like make all these cool looking cars and Tesla and all that. Where's the hoverboards at? That pisses me off. Also, sorry. I sound so fucking nasally today. Um, I, I kind of got a cold, but I didn't want to say it because I know when I say it, then you pay more attention to it. Anyways, I love you guys all. I love all of you guys. I am going to post my merch on my Instagram story. I really hope you guys support your fucking boy and, and buy some merch. 2020 is going to be the year where I get this big batch of merch sold. I want to just get it sold within the year. I don't care if it takes me two a week. I got like 60 of them left. I sold 10. We're kind of off to a shitty start, but I'd like to get these sold. So And if not, then whatever. I'll just give them away. I don't fucking care. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day and uh, enjoy your week.